0: church, please stand. Lord, we're just so grateful this morning to be in your presence. We thank you for all the blessings you had for us last week and all those that you have waiting for us in this next week, Lord. We come before you with faith, stepping into those promises.
1: Worship his home.
2: God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
3: Jesus said, the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess confess that I have sinned against you you in thought, word, and and deed by what I I have done and by what i have left undone i have not loved you with my whole heart i have not loved my neighbors as myself i am truly sorry and i humbly repent for the sake of your son jesus christ have mercy on me and forgive me that i may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name amen
2: the mercies, Lord, grant you absolution and remission of all your sins
3: true repentance
2: amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ,
1: have mercy.
2: Lord, have mercy.
1: To carry your victory, affection could never earn it, you give, give what them we them don't them deserve, and you take the broken and raise them to glory. Go when you stand and defeat. This time
4: to
0: a
1: child yeah
0: that you would help us to not forget what you've already done in our lives help us to recall even right now those moments where you've come in and you've saved us God you've rescued us you've spoken to us and do it again this morning Father renew the hearts in this room renew them refresh every soul there be a new freedom in this place, God. It's not if if we see a trial, it's when you are still good. You are still faithful. Miss you.
2: O God, the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers, and because in our weakness we can do nothing good without you, give us the help of your grace, that in keeping your commandments we may please you both in will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. May we see you. If
5: you would, Put your hands and let's pray for these young people as they head off to Sunday school. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would continue to watch over these great young people. Lord, that you would keep them safe and that you would fill their hearts with courage, Lord Jesus, and wisdom. Lord, that you would make them mighty warriors as we build the kingdom in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
4: It's
6: from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter thirty, verse fifteen through twenty. See, I have set before you today life and good death, and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear, and are drawn away, and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go and to possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. The word of the Lord. Be God.
4: This
6: morning, Psalm Psalm one nineteen verses one through nine. Please read responsibly at the asterisk. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. Who see him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity.
1: They walk in his ways.
6: You have commanded us to keep your
1: precepts diligently.
6: Oh, that my ways were directed
1: to keep your statutes.
6: Then I would not be ashamed. I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. O, do not me of utter. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to your word. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be.
7: Morning. Second reading comes from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, starting at verse 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him, these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Word of the Lord.
3: Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, You fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, Lest your adversary deliver you to the judge, the judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to Lord Christ. Christ.
5: Father, we are grateful today that we can come before you, Lord, that you will give us this living water that we might never thirst again. You are with us and you are for us and you are in us, Lord Jesus. I just pray this morning that you would make your presence known to us today and all our days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. You may be seated. Amen. Well, I loved the songs this morning. They were fantastic, and the readings. Uh, <laughs> uh, this song, you know, "Come as You Are," it's like "Taste the Living Water." It just as uh, it just makes me always think of the woman at the well, which is one of my favoriteest stories ever. Uh, uh, she's uh, she's one of the my heroes of the faith, just bold and honest. But anyway, uh, that and so many things. I think the uh, one of the first songs that we did was "I Am Who God Says I Am," which I think is also important because, you know, as I was uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm listening to music. I do that once in a while, and uh, kind of a snappy tune I like to listen to. And in the middle of this song, the the guy singing, he goes. Who do you think you are? And I thought, I don't know. <laughs> but it no, it was just this question that is so familiar, just rang familiar to me. I've heard that question. I've heard that question just that exact way. Who do you think you are? And that's kind of that's kind of what I want to talk about this morning. Is who do you think you are? Really struck a chord especially as uh you know i'm looking ahead over the horizon and i'm seeing there's lent um lent is important and it's good and uh you know i look forward to christmas (laughs) not lent um and then this song you know so this statement who do you think you are and i want to tell you tell you a little bit about that question right because um I don't think it's unique to me to hear that. You know, part of my inner life is to hear that question. I think most people hear that question from time to time, here or there. Uh, not just me and that songwriter. I think it's pretty normal. I think that there's a, you know, there's the alternative, you know, and somebody finds himself in a pinch and they say, don't you know who I am? <laughs> I think even those people ask themselves, who who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? And um, you know, we're we're uh, our gospel lessons have been out of Matthew, and it's the, the Sermon on the Mount. So if you're looking for a good sermon, then just read that. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right before that Sermon on the Mount is Jesus in the wilderness in chapter four, Matthew, and twice, you know, it's like three times. The devil is tempting Jesus, and it's described there. In the first two times, he starts with this question. He starts this way. If you are the Son of God, then do this. If you are the Son of God, then do that. What's the question? Who do you think you are? It's an ancient question. Even Jesus had to face that, and he answered with the word of God. I am who God says I am. Uh, The third question is, uh, all you have to do to inherit everything is to worship me. That's what Satan offered. And the thing of it is, is that, uh, you know, I I I think about that. It's like, it is such an empty, empty promise. Because you will starve to death. (laughs) You know, the first question is, turn these stones into bread. I know you're hungry. God loves you. You're the son of God. Just do it. Dance for me. He said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's where our life comes from. That's what I want. So this question, I'll give you the spoiler. Spoiler on this. uh, uh, Who do you think you are? (laughs) The spoiler is... I am a born again believer in Jesus Christ. I'm redeemed by the blood of the lamb and I am a member of the body of Christ. I think it was last week in the New Testament it said we have the mind of Christ. That's who I am. It may not make sense. Right in the in the gospel the New Testament lesson this morning it says we do not speak a wisdom of the world but one that's revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. I am who God says I am. And that makes all the difference in the world. It wasn't that long ago that Bishop Kessler in his sermon was talking about David when he went to fight Goliath, the giant. And that's what we do. We just fight giants all the time. So I'm going to go back there a little bit and just remind you of how that whole thing went down. Uh, First Samuel seventeen to the left, because there's this, you know, the, the whole backstory, right? But there's a moment of Jesus, uh, of David, who's coming into this place. He's going to fight Goliath, and he's stepping out for the actual event itself, the moment. And this giant, this warrior, sees this this uh, young man. Uh, my guess is probably about 18 years old or so would be a comparable thing, a, a young man who's going out and, and um, you know, D- David, when he was talking to Saul, I'm going to go fight this giant, and Saul's like, you, who do you think you are? Fair question. And is, you know, I'm a shepherd, and I have uh, uh fought the lion and the bear, on behalf of the sheep, and I will do the same to this giant. Confidence, right? But let's hear the words when he's, he's confronting him in the moment, right? This is, this is a, a demonstration of where you get your courage, because you'll need courage. You do need courage. You will have opportunity to show the courage you have. I'm looking at uh, 1743. The giant says to David, Am I a dog? Do you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. That's what he's going up against. And David said to this Philistine... And this is this is key. He says, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied this day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Now, that is the courage inside of David, is that he's not alone in this battle. He's not by himself. He is who it is that God says he is. Who do you think you are? (laughs) I think I'm David. Also, I want to say, too, is just looking back on some of the readings and how we've got here, is that the gospel lessons for many weeks have been out of the Sermon on the Mount. And, and I said, you want a good sermon, read that. It's got to be the best ever. Um, and, and Jesse was preaching last week, and he was talking about how uh, it says in the, in the gospel he's reading, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world A city set on a hill. And I got that message from him is that God was calling us to be salty, light up the world, and build the city. We're called to something great. That is an amazing mission. (laughs) That's us, the army of the Lord. And we're doing it. And we're doing it. And it seems like, you know, we're living out this life, and that's important. But there's also the little things we do that often go unnoticed that are very, very important, especially about who we are as the body of Christ. Not to, you know, it's, it's a very practical thing that I'm going to mention here. But if you look around and you've seen some of the changes, you know, that little patio area over there, that's really nice. I like that. And... uh Nathan, thanks. <laughs> I don't know how many hours he put into that, digging out that thing and preparing and all that stuff. There's so many things that so many people do to make a difference. There's a nice gate out there in our space that looks awesome. Sam, thanks for that. Uh, we're gonna be, uh, Strobe Tuesday is coming up. Pancake supper. Mike, thanks. Mike is our chief cook of bottled water. If you want to help and build the city, then talk to Mike, and you can help him with the pancake supper. And it's just a few. These are just a few of the things that uh, I want everybody to know how much I appreciate the work that everybody does. And that that is an essential part of how we build this kingdom, how we how we build this city, how we fulfill the mission that God has called us to to fulfill at a time when we might sit in the dark and think to ourselves, who do you think you are? (laughs) Born again, believer in Jesus Christ, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and a member of the uh, body of Christ. And, And still thinking on this, you know, in the in the gospel lesson that we had today, still a part of this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is calling out a standard of obedience to God's plan and His will and His judgments. That that is, um, you know, the Ten Commandments are are setting a baseline, right? We understand that, and God has called us to not fall below that measure, and and that's good to know. Because below that is hell and death. And I'm opposed to those things. Right? But but there's this other sense of what this gospel, the, this, this lesson that Jesus is teaching is, is. It's like, yeah, yeah. But this is where we want to be. This is what we're capable of. Jesus being nailed to the cross, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. It's like Jesus is calling us up here. Not just, down here but up here and I think that the difference is that we know where this is but we don't know where this is right what are you capable of I don't know I'd like to know I'd like you see everybody here become everything that God has called you to become right we aspire to that this is an aspirational message What has God called you to Love your neighbor as (laughs) yourself. I thought it would be easy. (laughs) Not so. Not so. But we are in this place, in this world, fighting giants. And a part of fighting giants is this experience that we're looking forward to in this season of Lent. And I want to I want to go back. I just keep thinking about all the teaching that God has been bringing to us here, and I want to go back even further and talk about the Exodus story. We spent the fall looking at the Exodus story in detail because it is a, it is a powerful and important story. I want to sum it up here so that I can talk about what we heard uh, because the story. The story of Exodus is, okay, it's about this people of God that we read about in these historical events. But it's also about me and you, and it's also about us as a people. Right? This, this story, because it has this trueness in it, you know, this truth that rings like a bell and you know it, it's about you. It's about me, it's about us, and it's about them. So here's the story in a nutshell. God is the God who calls you, us, out of slavery. He calls us out of slavery, and in doing that, he destroys the tyranny of Pharaoh. He destroys the tyranny of sin and death. And he calls us into the wilderness, which sounds bad. (laughs) He calls us into this wilderness that we might worship him properly. He calls us into the wilderness to show himself to us that we might worship him with our whole heart in the way that he's called us to that we might be prepared to enter into the promised land that is a gift and a battle, right? And that is our life. This is a God who calls us out of slavery, out of sin, into the wilderness, that we might worship him properly and enter into the promised land. So in that context, thinking of that and thinking about this Lent where we're called into a wilderness, I want to I talk about a couple, of, uh, a couple of things, a couple of words that we all know, repentance and sin. And I want to talk about these words to give you the image of what we're talking about. Because if we're going into Lent, we're thinking about these sorts of things, then repentance and sin are things we're going to think about. Right? Okay, so let me talk about first repentance. Like repentance as a word means turn around. I want to show you this. Turn around is like this. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You get it, right? It's very visual. It's like turn around. And like part of this is turn around out of darkness into light. We are brought... By Christ Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross, his raising from the dead, has translated us from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. The difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light is that in the light, you can see. Fair enough? (laughs) Right? So, repentance is turn around so you can see. Um, Repentance is often the kind of thing where you need help. Right? I got a lot of brothers in the Lord here. And if I'm standing at the darkness and looking off into the darkness, I'm counting on them to like tap me on the shoulder. Hey, you need to turn around. (laughs) Right? It's like, by a vowel. I need to turn around. I need a clue. Turn around. And we help each other all in that way. Being a part of the body of Christ is such a great thing in that way. So that's the image of repentance is to turn around. And the image of sin is that it is like to miss the mark. The word they use is like an archer, like shooting an arrow, and you miss. Now imagine the guy in the dark who needs to turn around, missing the target. Duh, he can't see, and he's pointed the wrong way. God has called us to turn around, and now we can see what we're aiming at. And we can become better at what we're aiming at. And it's like this is all, you know, in one sense what I'm saying is this is all the things we need to do. We're going to go through Lent, and we're going to repent. Even though we're born again, saved by the blood of the Lamb, we're not yet perfect. So we're going to find out things where we need to turn around. We're complex, multifaceted human beings, and maybe one of my facets is broken. Help me out. Turn me around. That I might aim properly and not miss the target. You know, it's like when you need to repent, you don't you don't miss the bullseye, you miss the target, because it's over there. Right? <laughs> At least we want to aim properly. And that's that is built into that call that Jesus is sharing in that gospel lesson today. Yeah, yeah. Don't murder, but like don't be a jerk either. Don't be calling your brother a fool. <laughs> is that fair? Right? He's called us to this higher standard of things. We, we we can aspire. Who do you think you are? I am the one who is empowered by God to aspire to something that I've never been before. A perfect saint. <laughs> Sorry to break that news to you. <laughs> um, so this is the call of Lent, right? And, and it's... Um, like Exodus, something higher. Our Christian life is calling us to something higher, just like God was calling the Israelites out of slavery, that they may worship God with joy and freedom, that they might have the courage to enter into the promised land, to overcome fear and escape sin. Fear is one of those things that you will always face. Fear is bound into the question, who do you think you are? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> no. God has made you something special. Unique and purposeful in his kingdom. He has called you. He has called you to Greatness. Even the greatness that might make you look like a fool, <laughs> you know. And how bad can that be? <laughs> I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to. I want to share one thing here about the the last last week in the Old Testament lesson was out of um, Isaiah fifty eight, and um, it was talking about fasting. You know, is this the fasting I called you to? You do this, that, and the other. You're kind of a you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> um, but then, at the end of that, it's it was Isaiah 58, and in the beginning, he's talking. Um, uh, Why have we fasted? They say, and you not seen it. Why have we humbled ourselves, and you not noticed yet? On the day of your fasting, you do as you please. You exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Okay, so you can do it wrong. But what I really loved was the second half of that reading from last week, starting in verse 6. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Has God called you out of slavery to sin and fear? Yes. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe him and not? Turn away from your own flesh and blood. Is that what we do every Monday? You want to exercise that? You want to plan something for Lent Monday, 3.30, right here. Help to feed the poor. And a lot of thank you for all those people, Phil and Jason and I don't even know so many people, Father Ed. If you do those things, right, it's talking through that. And then it says, okay, is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? Loose the chains, untie the yoke, break every yoke, share your food with the hungry. Then, in verse 8, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. David fighting Goliath. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. Amen. That's the promise of God. That is the promise of Lent. And I want to tell you something about the the wilderness before we close. Who do you think you are? In the wilderness, God fed him, his people, every day with manna from heaven. He was in their camp with them by day as a pillar of cloud and by night as a pillar of fire. Is that so bad? (laughs) Is that so bad? So, uh, yeah, who do, who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? I think I'm one of the luckiest people who's ever been. Thank God. <laughs> Please stand.
2: who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and on the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory. The judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sin, and I look for the resurrection of the dead,
3: and the life of the world to come. Amen. Brothers and sisters, with hope and confidence, let us bring our needs and those of the whole world before our God and Father. For the patriarch and all church leaders, that they will act with humility and integrity as they labor to lead your people and to spread the gospel. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our For nations torn apart by war and violence, that they will make every effort to find peace and reconciliation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our For communities suffering the effects of natural disasters. That they will be generously assisted by others. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our For those who have any grievances against a neighbor, that they will receive the grace necessary to be reconciled. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our For those who are sick or near death. That they will find comfort and healing through the promises of Christ and the compassion of his people. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. for the conversion of Islam and other world religions and philosophies that are in opposite, opposition to the word of truth, Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. for our own special intentions. Lord, in your
2: mercy, Hear our God, you told us that eye is not seen, nor ear heard, nor is it entered into the heart of man that all you have in store for those who love you. Hear our prayer. Give us the grace to be thankful for all your blessings, both now and forever. We ask this through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Peace, the Lord, be always with you. With your spirit. You turn and greet your neighbor with the peace.
5: Lord be with you. <laughs> uh, mark your calendars. All these events we know of that are coming up. Uh, men's meeting on the 18th. See you there, nine o'clock. Wear your work boots. <laughs> We're building the city. Uh, Pancake supper Tuesday. I mentioned before. Also, that is that is one of the highlights of the year. There are pancakes. There is fire. Uh, Bring your palms from last Palm Sunday. Uh, Good time had by all. Ash Wednesday, the 22nd. Be there. Eight or seven. Eight in the morning, seven at night. Ladies' meeting is in March. I was going to say also that I thought it was appropriate this morning. We pray for uh, communities suffering the effects of natural disasters. If you've been paying attention to the news, you're aware of some Horrific, horrific earthquakes in Turkey and in Syria. It's just really terrible. Keep all those people in your prayers. There's a lot of a lot of death and pain and suffering there. Uh, our hearts go out to all of those people. Um, keep them in your prayers. I just
2: want to say, if you want to make Wednesday a special day, Yes. yes. Come in here to the early service and let me put ashes on your forehead.
5: Do it in the morning. And, and, and then you're just, out there all day. Then just
2: go about your normal day.
5: And, it, and, <laughs> and you'll,
2: you'll understand what it means to be a Christian.
5: Yep. Amen. 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 Last Last reminder for the, for the husbands and fathers, Tuesday is Valentine's Day. Now you know. Amen.
3: Amen. Uh, As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
2: body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love Him and for those who want to love Him even more. So come if you have much faith, come if you have little. Come if you've been here often, come if you haven't been here long. Come if you tried to follow and come if you failed. Come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's His will that those who want Him should meet Him here at this table. You come. The Lord be with you. And
7: with your spirit.
2: Lift up your hearts.
7: We lift them up to the
2: Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he's freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you've called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before He he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He gave it to his disciples and he said, take heed, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When suppers ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise, and he gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins whenever you drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. So let us proclaim this mystery of faith.
8: Christ Christ has died. Christ is risen,
2: and Christ, Christ will come, come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all the bishops, All of the clergy, remember especially those who are sick and infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father. We have courage to pray. Our Father, art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be, be thy name. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us.
7: Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah.
2: Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
4: Have mercy upon us.
2: Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
4: Have mercy upon
7: us.
2: Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
7: Grant Grant us thy peace.
2: The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart. With thanksgiving. Blessed are those who call to the supper of the Lamb. Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood, send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and sickness of heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jane, where are you? Come on up here. he has got a word for us. I'm so excited. <laughs> her, uh, emerging
8: gift. Hello everyone. Um, I just had something really encouraging happen to me this week. And so I just wanted to share it. Um, I've had vertigo for the past like three years, which is where you get really dizzy and it kind of runs in my family because my sister has it. My dad has it. Um, but I was helping out on Tuesday at youth group and they asked if anyone needed healing prayer. And so I came up and told them about my ear cause it's in my left ear. Um, and so father Harris and Thomas prayed for me. And when I went home, I started feeling this really uh, weird feeling in my left ear, like almost pressure had been released
4: Praise and
8: um, I have not been able to turn over on my left side when I go to sleep. And for the past, uh, five days since it happened, I've been sleeping on my left side every single night. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: um,
8: so it's just been really encouraging to me this whole week. Um, and for the longest time, I've always kind of had the attitude of like, I can just, I can handle it. I'll just live with it. You know, it's fine. Like, I'll give you everything else. But with my vertigo, you know, it's never going to be fixed for me. And I don't know if some of you maybe have that same like physical pain or you have emotional pain, maybe you carry like stress or anxiety with you kind of everywhere you go, Um, or even like relational pain, like with a father or a sibling, and God just, he does not want you to have that mindset of like, I'll just live with it, it's fine, I can deal with it. Um, He can redeem any situation, he can heal any kind of pain you guys have, so... Just um, really be praying for that healing and believe that God's going to bring it to you.
2: Amen. You. Amen. God bless you.
3: Uh, but I, I, in service, at the beginning of service, I was just praying and, and just in my life asking God, just help me to surrender my life to you more and more because, you know. Not just one time, right, but uh, as I was listening, you know, I was just trying to hear what the Holy Spirit was saying, and that was uh you know, epiphany uh comes right after Christmas, and then we go to Lent, and uh, I don't know about you, but uh, epiphany is kind of like a reprieve from Christmas until you build up to Lent right, and then Lent's the big one again, right? you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like. Kind of a little, little bit more mellow. We use the liturgy ordinary times for Lent, I mean for Epiphany. But as I was praying, and, and I just wanted to remind uh, myself and, and others that Epiphany was the time that Jesus reveals himself to man. He opens, his eye, he opens the eyes of people to who he is. And that is a loving God. And that is a God who wants to heal he wants to heal lepers. He healed the lepers during, and, and we, we celebrate these miracles during Epiphany. Their eyes are open. Who is this man that healed the leper? Nine lepers. Who is the man who raised Lazarus from the dead? And it's such an important part of our liturgical calendar. We forget it. We, I know I do. I know I kind of go along there, and then we got a pancake supper, which is awesome. Especially the way the houses have done it the last couple of years, uh, that is a, you know, that's a, it's a lot of fun. And then you go to, into Ash Wednesday and you, I'm going to give up this and this and this. I'm going to give up my uh, TV. I'm going to give up chocolate. I'm going to give up uh, uh, scotch for Lent or whatever it might be, right? And it's a big deal, but epiphany is just as important in that. And we have about a week, a little less than a week and a half, and I just want to encourage you, just like with Jane, she's healed. God wants to open your eyes to who he is and that he loves you and that he wants to do miracles in each of your lives. And it doesn't matter what you've done or who you are. He doesn't care. He came to restore humanity to himself. He came to bring us good news. And I just want you to just... Just ask God to open your eyes to Him.
2: I want to wait a minute on the Lord. Is such a move of spirit the moment that uh, I don't want to miss a thing? You know, I uh, I was worried when you. Uh, started taking singing lessons. (laughs) She's a professional. She has a degree in music. She goes after it with a vengeance. But what I was always concerned about, she was born with this anointing and charisma that brings it to our music that none of us seem to be able to do as well. And I was so afraid that some profession would ruin you, but uh, they haven't, man. I'll tell you, you just trumped it today, and... It was a wonderful, wonderful experience in worship for me. I'll tell you that much. Thank you. Eternal God, Heavenly Father. Did we do that yet? Okay. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell, Satan, and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the Gospel? God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to Himself, not counting men's sins against them. And He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you remain with you always. Amen.